Good evening. My name's Andrew McElwain. I'm the Managing Director of Investigator Resources, an ASX-listed company. The ticker is IVR. Uh, Investigator's primary asset is this Paris Silver Project, which is located in central South Australia. Uh, project unique in Australia in terms in that it's a primary silver project, has a small amount of lead, but our focus is on the silver recovery. A resource update we provided this year, 57 million ounces of silver. So today's terms, that's about $2 billion, $2 billion Australian dollars value in the ground. And we're in a position where we've completed the pre-feasibility study and we're advancing and completing the definitive feasibility study. Andrew, good to see you. Thanks for joining us on a Friday night from Australia. So I do appreciate it, really do. Um, you just raised some money. That'll get you through to, what, the end of the DFS, will it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we probably had enough cash. We had about 2.9 at the end of October, and that would have seen us able to complete the DFS, but we would have been pretty lean on some other other things that we were looking at. Um, what it does is it means 2024 is a clear runway for us. We're not starting the year wanting to raise funds to complete anything. We complete the DFS first half next year, and uh, we've got plenty of cash in the bank. So, I mean, obviously, you've got a lot of the DFS work done. When what, What's left to do? Look, uh, we've, we've done some relatively exciting things on the ground that add no sort of news to the project. We've uh, completed environmental surveys. We've done hydrological drilling. Uh, those things are done. Uh, what we're completing now is, in fact, lead recovery test work. Um, when we put the PFS together, it was silver-only project. What Can we make this work on silver? Knowing that we've got about $300 million worth of lead in the resource, how do we re- recover that? First, to admit it's a challenging lead to recovery, but we to, to recover. But we had a pretty comprehensive program running now in the lab, and uh, we're just starting to pull those results together, trying to understand what lead we can get out. And any revenue from lead uh, goes straight to the bottom line because all our costs will be covered by silver. Just, just I know you the, the DFS will be out sort of first half next year, but. Just remind people what the PFS numbers threw up. Just give a sense of you know what we're heading towards. Well, and then we can add the lead to it. Yeah, sure. So we uh, in the PFS it was released in November 2021, and I'll actually t- come back and touch base on why it's taken a while to get to where we are. But in 2021, we put a PFS together that was based on a 34 Australian dollar silver price. Um, reminding everyone, it's 36 today, so a little ahead. 130 million capex source produce about four or five million ounces of silver per annum for about seven years. Really simple open pit, about 70% of it's rip and dig rather than having to drill and blast it. It's only the bottom part. Average recoveries of silver about 75%. NPV of the project then was in excess of $200 million, IRR of 42%. So quite a robust project. All in sustaining cost was 17.45. It was half margin of 50%, it was half the uh, prevailing price at the time. Right, okay. So like, given, the, the, given the capex, I think, it was sort of, from memory, I think it was about 100, 130 million, right? Um, you, and, and, and it's a sort of, I say, it's a very decent, very healthy IRR um, in there. But the the next phase is about, um, not just once you've delivered the DFS, you've got to be having an eye towards how do I get this thing funded? So the capex is not big, that's the good news. What are you thinking? How does this how does this thing get funded? Sure. So look, um, I'm I'm pretty comfortable. We'll, we'll bring in a capex number in spite of some inflation over the last eighteen months, uh, close to or less than that. And the reason for that is that we've got a pretty lean team, uh, a very hungry engineering group who are doing drafting in Vietnam, sourcing uh, sourcing steel offshore and things like that, which we think. Uh, and not forgetting, this is not a twenty-year project, so we can afford to put things together, and not paint them. So, uh, don't, you know, we don't have to have a Rolls Royce. 
um, you know, Scottish by background or by heritage. So, uh, you know, we're going to we'll have a, a pretty uh, lean approach. The thing that changes as we, if we can bring some lead revenue to the table, will be we expect to expand the resource, increase the mine life. So there are a couple of things we'll be looking for out of the DFS. And when we put the PFS together, it was certainly robust enough that it could carry in principle half debt, half equity. How we find the equity component, I suppose there's a few opportunities in the silver space, whether it be silver streaming, forward sales, or any number of those sort of instruments. So uh, uh, we have a period of time between completing the DFS and whilst we're going through the regulatory approval that we'll work through that financing uh, opportunity or options. Right. Okay. So... I guess we'll hear more about that as you kind of go, go through the phases there. Um, with regards to some of the long poles in the tent, the things that could hold you up, so you talk about regulatory approvals. Uh, it, what else is sort of outstanding from that, that point of view? Yeah, so look, uh, what the uh, South Australian Department requires to do is complete the DFS, demonstrate a robust project, and from then we apply for a mining lease. Once we get the mining lease, we apply for an environmental permit. Very straightforward process. Many have done it in South Australia. It's a tier one jurisdiction, but importantly, we're actually in the middle of nowhere. We have no impact. There's no conflicting land use. There's no community nearby. There's no watershed. We're in a parched environment, which is why the hydrological study was quite important for us to be able to demonstrate we could find water to run the process plant. Next few steps for us are, in fact, optimising the pit, and then uh, and then we'll do the financial evaluation. But I did mention I'd circle back. We took a little bit of time last year. We went quiet, um, I'd say stealth mode, but we went quiet because we had an area that was important or had been flagged by the local uh, native title owners that we they'd asked us to take not, take awareness of it. It wasn't restricted access, and we didn't want to impact that. It took us about 18 months to gain access and approval to that, and that allowed us to step the resource out by 250 metres. final part of the puzzle is we need to have a production mining agreement with the native title holders and we'll do that also whilst we're in that regulatory phase nothing right, okay. nothing new nothing unusual uh we're not uh trying to change uh you know known practices this is a pretty straightforward project right okay and and i guess your shareholders would want to know get, get, look, it's a very tight environment out there it's been a difficult year for press a difficult couple of years of precious metals for sure i'm you, you're going into this phase now where you're kind of obviously one got to complete the DFS and then two kind of get into that all that kind of funding stuff. It's, it's what I refer to as the boring phase, right? So not a lot going on, but your shareholders want you focused, but at the same time want to hear from you in terms of what is their further upside, is there further blue sky? How do you get that balance right? Yeah, sure. Look, um, the once we've completed the DFS, the, that project's relatively finite. Um, that said, we do have cash, and what we'll be applying that to is some regional exploration opportunities. We we keep challenging ourselves that Paris can't be the only resource in the district. So next year, we'll be doing some seismic work. We're doing a, uh, a study with the CSIRO to understand the, the metal genesis. We, uh, we'll also do some other drilling and soil sampling to try and vector in on another resource. We've got a couple of silver occurrences. They're not the same as Paris, but we're going to be pr- working them up see if they can add to Paris. Right, okay. So, um, but you're not, you're not going to be, you know, um, I guess, distributing cash. You're going to stay focused, get this thing over the line. That's number one priority, right? Uh, look, absolutely. Um, and look, we, we're in a unique position in, a, in the ASX. We are the only primary silver project in Australia. There's a couple of others that have led base metals projects that uh, have got high silver, grade, high silver components. 
we're the highest grade. We're certainly the only primary one. So we're actually, uh, if you want to be exposed to silver, you want to have investigator in your portfolio. Right. Okay. And, and let's, let's just talk about some share price markets, etc. Obviously, silver. I think the expectation is precious metals actually starts measuring again next year. Um, Unfortunately, you know, a lot you, of man. commentators saying that. A lot of, a lot of. Um, certainly, the, the fund managers are ex- expecting that. How do you how do you move from where you are now to actually get get this get one get noticed, but two get a kind of head of the crowd because it's it's going to be a very very competitive space. I mean, a lot of desperate people out there chasing capital. What, what makes your project so special? Yeah, so look, it doesn't have the impediments to uh, to construction and completion that many other projects do. And as I said, the issue of no conflicting land use and watershed and those sorts of things. Uh, as I said, we provide a unique exposure to the silver price. And uh, one of the one of the things that we'll be looking at is potentially streaming uh, as a funding model. And that'll take us into the North American market. And uh, certainly the North American market understands silver better. So we haven't tapped that yet, but we expect to start to increase our exposure. Okay, and um, was it, was it, would that mean an OTC listing? So what you're thinking? Look, we, we've we've contemplated that, and uh, and I suppose one of the things is that we've taken the view that if we do that, we need to be in in the North America, say, you know, every quarter to be able to uh, to promote that. We haven't seen the benefit of, but it may well be. We've certainly you know, been down the path and looked at the the opportunity, and we have that in the in our back pocket. It's kind of interesting actually because a lot of the Mexican silver companies you know struggling at the moment, um, partly because of the, the politics of of the moment, um, and partly because of the market. But nevertheless, I think silver projects elsewhere in the world seem to be gaining traction um, off the back of that. So be interesting to see how you play that. Um, well, Andrew, I know it's Friday night. You've got to get on with it. Um, appreciate the update. It's been a good year so far. Look forward to hearing from you next year. Look, Brad, thanks very much. And it has been a, a great year, tough tough market, but having raised money, in fact, just this week, puts us in a great position for next year. And we've got uh, plenty of news to uh, come out of uh, investigating.